audio engineer. If Derek does not get his act together and start doing his job, that's our sound tech, Derek. <laughs> Derek is our made up. He has once tech. again let us down. <laughs> and we've recorded a beautiful opening that did not record. You know what? It was God's providence because that thing was 18 minutes long. Honey. <laughs> they would have to wait 20, 20 minutes almost to get to the actual meat of this. God said, y'all like to hear yourself talk a little too much. <laughs> it's so, it really is for the best that we started over. It is. <laughs> I'm glad we're back here. Take by two. the way, it's been a while. It has been. I know. You can hear me kind of sniffly still. I had COVID again. I know. It loves you. Oh, my gosh. You know, when COVID first started, I was really following all these studies that talked about if you had COVID, you had COVID immunity. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's not true. Girl. It's not. I mean, maybe you have COVID immunity from that particular strain. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Whatever the case. Last year, I felt like I almost died from COVID. That's hyperbole, but I was very, very sick with You were COVID. very sick. Yeah, like a month sick. Mm-hmm. I was, as, I was like just under going to the hospital kind of sick. Uh-huh. But this time, it was like a two-day head cold. Yeah. I still have some congestion, but I was totally fine. Yeah, you totally. And if this thing has developed into just a head cold, then... I'm down with that. We'll take it. I can live with that. For sure. So, but, yeah. but I also took a new job and it's been a little bit more than I anticipated, which if you're the people at my new job, I really, really like it there. I'm not complaining, not complaining. I really, really like it there. Yeah. It was but, just a little bit more than I had anticipated to start off with. Right. Just because I don't really know what I'm doing yet. Well, but this is what happens when people don't sign up for Patreon. Oh my gosh. Okay. People, we need for you to sign up by the droves i don't want to scare y'all but we're gonna stop podcasting <laughs> if you don't start quitting pay- if you don't start paying us we're done we're quitting we're just out we're leaving misty you know that's not true we like to hear ourselves too much i know i love it <laughs> we're never we're never leaving even if there's <laughs> only sorry. 10 people we will yes. still do this we still have our tens and tens that's right our tens yeah. and tens we've yeah. got our loyal ones yeah the ones do. that are down for us but um can i tell you a little something yeah I love you, and I don't ever want you to go anywhere. Oh, thank you. Because, y'all, I had this bright idea that I was going to help Amaryllis out. She's been sick. She's Her mom's been sick. She's had a lot going on. And so, it's been know, hard to get together. It's been hard to get together. And so I send her a text, and I'm like, hey, girl, um, how about since, you know, we haven't been able to do a regular episode, we also haven't had a chance to do a Patreon episode, why don't I come get the stuff, and I'll do a solo episode because it's Autism Acceptance Month. I've got kids with autism. That's something I can talk about solo. And it'll just be a good filler until we can get back together. And so Amaryllis is like, yeah, girl, that's a great idea. And then I was like, uh-oh. Is sure, her, sure she thinks that. Is she mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like. It's like we're dating. I was like, mad at me. I mean, are you sure? Like, I don't want to step on your toes. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to mess up our vibe. And she was like, no, girl, it's fine. Like, come get it. And then I was like, oh, crap. I, like, really got to do this. <laughs> and so I came and I got the stuff. And, of course, it, like, just sat in my room because I'm a procrastinator. And then finally the microphone started, like, looking at me and going, you better do this podcast. And so I was like, oh, no. So then I said, well, I work best under pressure. Okay. So I'm going to set myself up a time. And I was like, you know what? Eli gets home today. Because, of course, I waited till today. And I was like, Eli gets... <laughs> She's had it for, like, four days. It's fine. Um, Eli, has, Eli gets home today, and I definitely can't do it when he's there because this microphone picks up every sound. Yeah. 
And so I'll set this time up. I'll give myself 45 minutes. That way I'm not too long. And it'll, it'll give me motivation. So I like, I go to get the stuff out and I'm going to set it up. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to set everything up on my comfy bed. Mm-mm. And then I said, no, no, no. Nope. Amaryllis will not like that at all. <laughs> she will not. This rustling of the sheets and your pillows will make her lose her mind. And so I said, no, no, you can't do that. Go set it up on your desk where it's stable. Don't touch your desk. Yep. <laughs> Don't do anything. Don't move. And so I did. I set everything up, and then I go to sit down, and I was like, my God, my shorts are so loud. <laughs> like, you remember the old Umbro shorts? <laughs> like, the rustle, they'll be like, <laughs> yep. and so I was like, well, these shorts will pick up immediately. I must go change my clothes. And so I go, and I do a wardrobe change, and I was like, what? A wardrobe <laughs> change for <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what are the quietest pants I own? And so I found some real nice cotton, quiet shorts, and I put those on my body. Um, You've got those um, leggings that have a hole in the bottom. Well, I needed something I could wear underwear with. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you know I won't wear underwear with leggings. And so I put on right. these shorts, and I was like, I'm ready to record. And then I sit down, and I'm like, well, I'm 20 minutes in. <laughs> I've not said a word. <laughs> and then I sit down, and I'm like, well, I feel like a fool. I'm just sitting in a room talking to myself. Um I can hear my own breath like it's terrible. And I was like, I miss Amarillo so much. And, <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be terrible. There's nobody to laugh at me. I can't laugh at myself because then you sound like an idiot. And so I started and I thought, well, I'm going to do a top 10 list because I'm going to pretend like I'm a, a talk show host. Mm-hmm. And so I started this top 10 list and I got to about, you know, you start at 10. I got to about eight and I. I heard the bus honk their horn, yeah, and I was like, "Well, here we go. We're about to do off the dock, right? Unplug, live and in person. Here yep. we go." And so, of course, Eli comes in, and it's a train wreck. And he's like talking about he's pretending to be Jesse off Toy Story and tromping through there and playing Apple Music. And I'm just like, "Y'all, this is just what it's like to it's real life. This is this is autism, okay? Yep. So get used to it." Um, And I started out kind of funny, but then um, something happened, and I got in my feelings a little bit, (laughs) and by the end of the episode, I'd had a therapy session with myself. Well, good. Apparently, I had some things I needed to work out. To work out, yeah. And I did it. And um, so, if you want to spend the best $5 of your life, (laughs) you don't even have to continue after this month. Spend $5 to listen to me by myself sound like a raving lunatic that needs to up her meds, okay? And then That's true every episode we have. But. And then know that this this baby don't run without amaryllis, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I should never be left to my own devices because it gets out of hand real quick. It's about an hour 45. Oh, my gosh. So we may have to cut it into two episodes. Yeah. But we'll get it in the same month if if y'all want to spend that five dollars. Yes. So um, now um, it's probably not going to be on there when this airs. It's probably going to take a few days to edit and post, but we'll get it in there. Well, be kind. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you did it. Thank you for doing it. Be kind. Rewind. Look, that is a segue. If I have ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever re- rewind? Oh yes, you did. Yes. 
Oh, good. Every time. Yeah. Because they charge you if you didn't. They really did. Hey, did we say this is on the dot? We may not have. I can't remember because we've done this twice. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Hey, guys, this is on the dot. (laughs) I'm Amaryllis. And I'm Misty. We watch documentaries, so you don't have to. And and as you can tell, we like to hear ourselves talk. (laughs) And we think we're real funny. (laughs) And sometimes we have a lot of things we need to talk about that are inside of our feelings and we start crying we for no start reason crying, yeah yeah we start crying it's fun so this week we watched the last blockbuster the last blockbuster blockbuster features prominently into mine and my husband's love story well i need to hear about that immediately 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 it's uh i mean it's not really a, that great of a story i guess it kind of is in fact we're about to celebrate 17 years married on saturday wow yep so rhett had a he and I had a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. We, he and I had met in this uh, business group that we were both in. We were both in sales. Yeah, he and I were both in sales at the time. And so we had this business group that would meet once a week to mm-hmm. exchange leads and kind of network and things like that. Was this one of those things where you got in a van and went and sold magazines door to door? No, no. It was like a legit group where business professionals would get together every week and network with each other. Wonderful. And he was, um, he sold house alarms or something. And I was Uh-oh. working for an office furniture store. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we met. And he, we discovered that he and I had a mutual friend from my church. Oh. And uh, fast forward, he called me one night. No, he didn't call me. His friend called me. And he said, hey, um, Rhett and I are just hanging out. You want to go to the movies with us? We're going to go watch X-Files or something. And X-Files. I was like, uh, no, I don't want to watch X-Files. But, hey, nah. nobody's at my apartment tonight. My roommates were gone. I said, why don't y'all come over to my house? We'll go rent a movie. Oh. And we can watch a movie. Yeah. And so, sure enough, that's exactly what we did. They came to our house, and we went to the Blockbuster right at the corner. Mm-hmm. Walked around forever. We rented Event Horizon, which is a sci-fi movie, which is not something I wanted to watch. But it was the only thing left because it was like a Friday or Saturday night. So oh, it was you get all the gone. bottom of the barrel beat yeah, movies. Yeah, they were all gone. Yeah. So we had to watch Event Horizon. And so they came back to my apartment and we hung out for, you know, the rest of the night. And then that was Friday night. And the next day I happened to be working that day. Mm-hmm. And Rhett called me and asked me out. He could and that's not. it. That's all she wrote. He got a taste of Amaryllis and he said, give and me that, some more of that. some more. I need some more he of that. some more. Yeah. And how about I leave my buddy at home this time? He, and he did. I bet he did. And he did. I bet he did. <laughs> um, well, I was a little tiny bit younger in the heyday of Blockbuster. Right. Um, and so around that time, I was doing a lot of spend the night parties and things mm-hmm. when Blockbuster was like yeah, in huge. its heyday. You yep. know, y'all were probably coming up on the end of Blockbuster in about that time. I don't know about that. No? I mean, the end of Blockbuster was only about 15 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, anyway, (laughs) I'm not good with numbers. Anyway, so, like, I can remember literally every Friday night, I always wanted somebody to spend the night with me. I never wanted to be by myself. Can you imagine? I can't believe it. And so, my daddy would always, you know, once... My little friend got there. He'd be like, all right, girls, let's go to the grocery store. We're going to go get snacks. And then we would go by Blockbuster, and we would rent a movie. And it was just, all she wrote. like, every weekend. Oh, it was so fun to go to Blockbuster. And I loved going there. Like, my favorite thing was flipping those covers over to see if there mm-hmm. was a 
a video behind video. it. Yeah. yeah. And then if you couldn't find it, buddy, I was up at that return station. Um, have, has anybody returned so-and-so? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that was my favorite spot in the whole store. Oh, yeah. Or you just stand there and wait on people yeah. to push stuff through that thing. Yeah. And the girl behind the counter would be so irritated with yeah. you. You'd be like, I just saw somebody. Do-, and she'd be like, um, excuse me, I'm checking out a customer. Like, I have to scan this card. Back so, off. Back off off they have $75 in late fees you're gonna have to wait then one time they did not one time then they started adding video games and um and I used to rent video games for my um Nintendo oh yeah yes yes and I would keep those until I could save the princess on Mario Brothers oh yeah you'll you'll pay a a late fee to Uh, pay a late fee to get that princess oh yes princess peach forget it yes yeah and I did save the princess and I didn't warp once girl girl I did it that's something to talk about right yeah right for real uh okay so tell us about this movie Okay, so the last blockbuster, mm-hmm. uh, it came out probably, what would you say, two years ago? Yeah, it's been about two years. Yeah, about two years ago, around the pandemic time. Yeah. And I remember when it first came out, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like blockbuster, I love yeah. them. And so I started watching it, and basically, you kind of start out, and it's a bunch of I don't want to say this, but like B actors, C-list celebrities, yeah, yes. like like the best friend on some movies and the best right. friend on a lot of sitcoms, mm-hmm. and so and some comedians and stuff, and so they're basically just kind of being nostalgic, talking about their like us talking about their time at Blockbuster, and a lot of them worked at Blockbuster. A lot of them worked at Blockbuster, yeah. and so um, they were saying like it was basically the perfect teenage job, yeah, because yeah. you get as many free rentals as you want. And I mean, that's where all the cool kids were. That's where all the cool kids were. And what's better than that? Um, Now, it was talking about how Blockbuster really was um, different because back in the day, you know, when when people would go to rent videos, it started out as kind of a seedy. Oh, yeah. Seedy situation. Yeah. They didn't always have strawberry shortcake videos <laughs> they didn't no. always have mainstream <laughs> no. videos when video stores first started it was kind of a yes where your creepy uncle went mm-hmm. through the saloon doors to yeah. find something okay um but they decided that it was time to make it more mainstream more of a family situation and here's something that was really interesting to me something i did not realize but you know, when all this kind of started, movie producers and people who released films did not want to work with with Blockbuster right. and did not want to work with family video stores because in their mind, they thought, oh, well, okay, we're going to sell you this video and you're going to rent it out for $3 or whatever and 12 people could sit and watch it when before the only way you could watch a movie was to go in to the, the theater, theater and there, 12 people would have to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. They would have to buy popcorn. That was how it's they... It's a loss. It's a loss. Yeah. That's how they made their money. Um, but the thing that Blockbuster did was they started working with these studios and showing them that there was a way that they could do revenue sharing, okay? Which is basically saying, hey, um, because because when these, these studios first started sending out videos, mainstream videos... They were wanting to charge astronomical amounts of oh, money. I remember you would go try to buy a movie, they'd be a hundred bucks. Can I please tell you that I got in the worst trouble of my life over Titanic? Oh my gosh. 
How much did you spend on Titanic? Y'all. So when Titanic came out, first off, I made Philip Gillespie take me to the movies no less than seven times. Oh, my gosh. To watch Titanic. Is that not ridiculous? It is ridiculous because I watched it once and I was done. <sighs> Never let go, okay? Oh, my gosh. So I was like, shut up, Rose. I loved it. I wanted nothing more than to hang off a ship. And so <laughs> I, I made him friend. take me so many times. Well, then, you know, back then, they didn't really, it was, I don't even know how long it took for, like, VHS tapes to be sold in, like, Walmart and stuff. Yeah. Like, back then, you would have to order them off TV. And so, you remember that? that? Yeah. And so, they had this whole Titanic box set, okay? And they they were showing it on TV. Oh, my gosh. And they were like, you can get the, the movie with behind the scenes. Oh, my gosh. You can get, it was like a double cassette thing, and, like, it had, like, a movie poster hey, in it. How much money did you spend on this? I spent $125. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it wasn't, it wasn't like back, it wasn't like now, where you could set up, like, some afterpay or some kind of... <laughs> Thing that you can like hide and pay over time. You could pay over time, but you had to set up a billing thing through like your checking account. And I was 15. I didn't have a checking account. Well, whose else's would you have used but, if not for your mom and dad? But guess who left theirs on the kitchen table all the time? <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, well, Joyce and Johnny will never notice. Never. This, $125? This little bit of in money. 1996? This no. little bit of money coming out. Now, we're not going to talk about how I'd already gotten in trouble over a Columbia House incident. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> oh, my word. Was, that Columbia House is probably still on my credit report. It was eight free CDs. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? For a penny. No, I, for a penny. I wanted that Little Mermaid soundtrack so bad, and Pocahontas <laughs> had just come out. Anyway... So, I was like, well, yes, I'm buying this. I have to have it. Like, this movie changed my life. I cannot. I know now to never go on a cruise. I know now (laughs) that love conquers all. Even if you let him freeze to death in the water, he will will love you forever. Forever. And be in your heart. Yeah. Um, So, anyway, I I did it. Oh, my God. And then, like grown-up people do, they got their bank statement in. Oh, my God. And Johnny about lit my on fire. Oh, my gosh. He was so angry. Of course. So angry. But I already had it. And I'd already hung that. enjoying it. I had put so many thumbtack holes in that movie poster. <laughs> there was no way to send it back. So Did he let you keep it? He did let me keep it, but I had to pay him back. Of and course. And he was not happy with me, and he made me feel real bad about it. Oh, my gosh. He basically called me a red-handed thief. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's not wrong. He he's was not wrong. He was correct. I was, I was deceitful, but, man, did I want that video. So, the way, now, the way it actually got started, like, not actually, but, like, the whole thing kind of got kicked off. Kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. They did make some deals, but the way they got there was there was a law, the Supreme Court, that was challenged all the way up to the Supreme Court that said, once you sell your copyright to someone, Mm -hmm. you don't have any say as to how they use it. Right. In other words, 
if I sell my artwork to you and you decide you want to put it out on the street for cows to graze on, then... Or make t-shirts to sell with it. Yeah, you, that's, sorry, you can't, you don't have any say over that. Yeah. And so the Supreme Court said this applies to movies. So if Blockbuster wants to buy 20 copies for each store of whatever movie... Right. They can do whatever they want with it. So at some point, those studios had no choice but to start cooperating Mm -hmm. and say, okay, how do we make money from this? Yeah. But Blockbuster was really smart because they came in and said, look, instead of paying astronomical amounts for every copy of this movie, we'll do revenue sharing with you. And we'll buy them at a low price, but then we will share with you a percentage of what we make off of these rentals. And at first, the movie company thought, like, we're screwed. Like, this is going to totally... Who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? We're going to totally tank. But then it ended up working out amazingly for everybody, and everybody was making money. Yeah. And so, it worked out really good. I mean, everybody we knew went to rent a movie. I mean, that's just what you did. What are you going to do tonight? We're just going to rent a movie and order a pizza. Oh, my gosh. Like... Everybody. What else did you have to do? We didn't have the internet. That's exactly right. And it wasn't just Blockbuster. I mean, I remember there was Movie Gallery, mm-hmm. and then there was a lot of regional ones, too, around the country. Yeah. And then there was a lot of mom and pop. I know I grew up in a small town, North Alabama, and there were several mom and pop operations there. Also, I used to go visit this guy that I knew. His name was um, Harrington Littell Third. Harrington. He was so cute. Uh-huh. And I would just go hang out with him at the – it wasn't Blockbuster. It was just like a, a rental place. Yeah. And I would just go hang out with him. I mean, that's just what you did. I mean, that's just where you would just go hang out. So do you have a movie that really sticks out in your mind that you rented as like a kid or a teenager? Okay. When I was a very young teenager, probably 13 years old, 14 years old, there was a movie that came out. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who's in it. There's a movie came out called Just One of the Boys. <gasps> With Corey Haim? I don't know if it had Corey Haim in it or not, but it was. Oh, not- that was just one of the girls that um, he was in. And he pretended to be a cheerleader. Okay, so it's sort of the same concept. Okay. It's this girl who wants to play on the football team. Yeah. And so she becomes a boy, or pretends like she's a boy. Mm-hmm. But the cover of this movie, uh, of the uh, of the video, I guess it was the poster, was the girl in football pants. Uh-huh. And she had two helmets over her boobs. <gasps> And so it was kind of risque. Ma'am. And it wasn't that risque of a movie, but that, the, I mean, that was just kind of, that was, you know, that's how they kind of they get hooked you. you. Yeah. And I remember going into that movie, that movie rental place with my dad. And I was like, this is the one I want to get. He looked at that picture and he said, no. Because <laughs> also there was a culture gap in my family. So all he could go on really was the picture. And he was like, no, you're not letting you read that. Well, let me tell you what really worked out for me. And that's that Johnny was real tired. Okay. Oh. And he did not he did not like to get out of that car and yeah. he did not like to go in there. And so basically God love him, he just trusted us and yeah. he would be like, Here's the blockbuster card, go get your movies, whatever. Yeah. And so we go rent whatever we wanted. And he to. never asked you? Uh, no, he never asked us. And uh I mean it was the eighties. Yeah. Whose parents actually asked you what you That's were watching? For real. Yeah. yeah. Like they were t- the man had been under a car all day. He didn't care. He was tired. And so I remember for my 13th birthday, I was having a slumber party. And I said, Daddy, can we go rent a movie 
for my 13th birthday party? And he said, yeah, of course. And so I have all my little friends. Now now I'm the preacher's daughter. Yeah. Okay. I've got all my little friends over there. And so I thought, well, what is the movie of the time? Like, what should I really rent that will make these girls go, wow, Misty is is really. So cool. And she's mature. Like, this, this is. A, like this her. is a deep movie. So I went straight for Boys in the Hood. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a very wholesome movie. I mean, I was a 13-year-old blonde white girl yeah. in the subs. You are. I mean, I, I needed to know what was happening on the streets mm-hmm. of Compton. And I was going to make sure that all my friends knew what was happening, oh, yeah. too. you got to be prepared. And so... I scarred us all that night. Boys in the Hood, you were 12? Um, 12, about to turn 13. Um, One little girl went home. Um, (laughs) She straight up said. Did your dad know? Did he figure it out? Girl, he was dead asleep. I just closed that door. He was not bothering us. Did you you just call this girl's mom? We were being quiet. Oh, I told her. I told him that her stomach was hurting. It was. It was because she just watched somebody get shot in the head on the streets of Compton. Did you wonder why nobody else ever came to spend the night at your house ever again? No, they loved spending the night because then they knew they could watch the worst movies. Next next weekend, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze. I was yeah, like, baby. people love spending the night with me because okay. I would go and rent these terrible movies. And then let me tell you what happened. Johnny walked in during Roadhouse. Okay, that's bad. I got in a lot of trouble. That's bad. It was bad. Um, and then I, I wasn't allowed to walk in Blockbuster by myself anymore. <laughs> Next, you're renting all the Disney movies. So then I would just let my sister use her Blockbuster card. Oh, yeah. And she would go rent things like Chopping Mall. Oh, God. Do you know what that is? Well, no, but I can figure it out. It's a horror movie where somebody gets locked in a shopping mall. And they get chopped up. I want no part of that. I'm not a horror and kind so of girl. And so then I had hor- horrific nightmares, okay? Because I can't contain my fear. Yeah. And the worst one that I can think of was the day that she rented Candyman. Oh, yeah. No, I, that's not. Have you ever seen Candyman? Yes, I have. Okay. My sister loved nothing more than to torture me with my own fears, okay? Um, to top it off, her name is Candy. Yeah. And so this was a perfect opportunity to... Let me sit in with her and her friend and watch Candyman no. when she knew I would be scared to death. And then that night as I tried to lay in my day bed and go to sleep under my sunflower covers, she came in there and whispered in my ear, Candyman, Candyman. <gasps> She's Candy. awful. I woke up screaming. Oh, my gosh. And had to sleep in the bed with my parents at 12 years old. <laughs> so <laughs> It's really scarred me. Um so, yeah. So, you know, Blockbuster was great. It did cause some trauma. So, Blockbuster went crazy. I mean, there were so many thousands and thousands and thousands of locations. So many. So many. But all good things have to come to an end. They do have to come to an end. <laughs> so, this documentary basically is going through how Blockbuster comes to its demise. Yeah. But there is one little engine that could, and yeah. a beautiful soul named Sandy yeah. is watching over it. Sandy Haggerty? Haggerty? Sandy like Haggerty. 
And where does she live, Amaryllis? Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Yeah. Did not even know there was such a place. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bend, Oregon. Um, now, before Bend, Oregon, you kind of see um, Blockbuster start to decline. Um, when they first start talking to these people, this is what, 2019, 2018, when they first start this documentary? Oh, I'm not sure. It's around 2018, and they follow it all the way until 2020. But um, around 2018, they had four stores that remained. Yeah. Okay. Three of those stores were in Alaska. Yes, randomly. And one was in Bend, Oregon. Yes. And so it kind of starts to get out on media that, hey, everybody knows blockbusters are no longer around right. i mean here in alabama they had been gone for quite a while yeah um i can I, I was actually sitting there and avery's boyfriend jd was watching the documentary with me while she was getting ready and i was going through and i was going hey you know the taco bell on 31 used to be a blockbuster yeah. hey you know this um this convenience store on um green springs used to be a blockbuster that panda express um in Hoover, uh huh, or like Steak and Shake and Panda Express, where that is right there. That yeah, little, that was there was a blockbuster there. There was a blockbuster there. Yeah. Also, the Urgent Care in Helena, blockbuster. Oh, I didn't know that. We bought our first house in Helena, and one of the main selling points was I could walk to Blockbuster, right there. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so it was funny because I was just like, I can remember where all these oh, yeah. blockbusters were. Totally. And then all of a sudden, I can remember when. Netflix started. Yes. Okay. I remember somebody, I was at a dinner party and, and he was like, have y'all heard of Netflix? Yeah. If you love movies, you've got to get Netflix. Now back then, Netflix, you would, they would mail you DVDs. You would get these red envelope yeah. mailers and you could either sign up for one a week yeah. or three a week. Yeah. And you would, you would have this queue uh -huh. and you would go in and you would pick your top movies. Yeah. And once you sent one back, they no would... No late fees. No late fees. Return it when you want to. Return it, and then they'll send you your next one. Mm -hmm. um, one time I even lost one, and I called them, and they were like, no worries. Oh. And they just handled it. No problem. It's fine. Yeah. And so Netflix had kind of started. Yeah. And I can remember after Netflix starting, even having a conversation with Philip and going... This is so much easier uh -huh. than going to the video store and getting yeah. stuff like they really have something on their hands here. Yeah. And I can remember Philip going, yeah, this this is not going to be good for Blockbuster. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden they had Blockbuster online. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And for like 10 minutes. Yeah, for like 10 minutes. And Blockbuster online was kind of better than Netflix because they got into like the whole streaming aspect of things yeah. and I can remember we we had both we had a Netflix account and we had and a, a blockbuster. and a blockbuster online account and I was like I, I liked Netflix because I liked the videos they would send me but blockbuster had some tv shows yeah and back then you didn't watch it on a smart tv you watched it on your computer right right and so I would watch streaming stuff on my computer well in this documentary you find out that once this whole thing started Netflix actually came to Blockbuster. Yes. And they said, look, you're the big dog. Yeah. We'll sell out to you yeah. our, what we're doing. For $50 million. For like $50 million. Which is nothing. And Blockbuster laughed them out of the room. Yeah. And said, no thanks. Like, 
We got it. We got it. Yeah. Like, we're just going to take your idea and do it better. Yeah. Okay. And so they were like, buy Netflix. So basically, in the beginning, they were running pretty head to head. They were mm-hmm. doing pretty well. Like, you know, I, I it's don't hard to imagine that anything could have defeated Blockbuster because it was a juggernaut. It I was mean, everything. It's just, I mean, we didn't have streaming, right? And Mm-mm. it was, you can't imagine that that kind of new technology would overtake our daily lives like it has. Right. And so you think, how could this juggernaut with 9,000 stores mm-hmm. get put out of business within three or four years? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was fast. Yeah. And so they're running pretty head to head. And then 2018 or 2008 happens, and there's a crash in the stock market. Yep. And it comes to the point to where you have one company, which is Netflix, who had pretty good income and not a huge amount of debt. And then you had Blockbuster. Huge amount of debt. Who had a huge amount of debt because they had storefronts. Netflix didn't. So Netflix didn't have all this overhead and you know, um, debt that Blockbuster had collected. And so when the stock market crashed, Blockbuster had to go bankrupt. Yep. Netflix did not. Yep. And so... Netflix survives. Basically, Netflix won. Yep. And... Except for this one little engine that could. Except for that one little store. Yep. Actually, four little stores. Four little stores. The ones in Alaska finally closed down. And that was the thing that they were explaining in the documentary. They were saying, look, when you... When you file for bankruptcy, it's not like they come in and, like, shut you down. Yeah. They give you some time to try to rebuild yep, your business. Figure it out. Yep. And Blockbuster tried, but they could not keep up with what Netflix had built. So their big idea was no net, no late fees, which then immediately cost them $250 million in revenue. <laughs> so much money. Well, I looked at it, and I was like, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. That'd be like saying, hey, guys. Let's um let's open a movie theater and say free snacks. We know that's where they make all their money. We know somebody whose parent was renting her childhood or her younger self home. I don't know. I think it was her childhood home to her son, mm-hmm. um, and charged X amount of dollars for rent. Well, the son never ever paid it, and then she got so mad that she raised his rent. <laughs> <laughs> This kind of reminds me of that. And then she, he owed her even more money <laughs> yes, that he exactly was never going to pay. That kind of reminds me of, of what Blockbuster, what Blockbuster did. They were like, you know what? We're just going to shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Blockbuster, you know, a lot of people will say Netflix took down Blockbuster. Right. But really, Blockbuster took down Blockbuster. Yeah, they, um, they had some they real bad management and made some real bad decisions. Yeah. Um, not Sandy though. She a good manager, not Sandy. So we, we head into 2018 and there's four stores remaining. You've got the three in Alaska and that one in Bend, Oregon. And old Sandy is working it, not just with herself, but it looks like every child she has worked at Blockbuster as well. Every child in Bend, Oregon has, has worked at this store. Has worked at Blockbuster. I mean, it's generation, an entire generation of kids in Bend, Oregon have Oregon have worked at this store. But let me tell you what I loved about Sandy. Okay. She is a hustler. Yes. Okay. She was the IT department for that <laughs> store. They were she still was... running off floppy disks. 
was opening up that computer. 2018. And it had like an inch thick of dust. It was so gross. She's in there exchange, like changing out those floppy disk drives. Oh, yeah. 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 So she's the IT department. I could just see Phil's head exploding. She's the marketing department. Did you not see the signs for the employee picks? Oh, absolutely. They were hand-drawn with crayons. Yes. And she was the purchasing department because if there was a movie that had just come out, she would go to Target and buy it. So the <laughs> for show, sure. how about that Walmart $3 bin was keeping her in business? Keeping her in business. Because I'm guessing by this point yeah. that people, like, studios don't send out movie copies anymore like Why that. Why would they? Yeah, no, it's all streaming. Why it's would all they? Digital. And if they are selling it, they're selling it to big box stores. I mean, Misty, we're small potatoes over here, and last year we reviewed a documentary that was sent to us via link right so no we didn't get a copy yeah like in the old days we would have gotten a, a dvd no, they or a just, vcr copy they send you a link yeah and exactly. that's it uh she was also um she would also buy the snacks at costco yes <laughs> so the microwave popcorn uh-huh by the way guess what i'm getting tomorrow if you say a popcorn machine a microwave i'm fighting over her first kids cuisine i cannot wait y'all if you are just listening if you're if you're a long time listener you know amaryllis has has not had a microwave in about 20 plus years well okay 10 years or so 10 years can you imagine life without a microwave for 10 years She's I just, I haven't had one. Like the freaking Flintstones over here. My, my six-year-old does not know what a microwave does. That baby has never had a Hot Pocket. Ever. Well, she probably, I don't know that I'm going to buy her a Hot Pocket, but yeah, she's never had one. Well, but guess sure who is. But it sure nice to heat up Easter lunch. Oh my goodness. Are you so excited? I'm so excited to get another one. Yeah, I ordered it off Yay. Amazon. It's red. Y'all better start signing up for Patreon. This woman is going to be microwaving all <laughs> kind of stuff. Not microwave popcorn. I think microwave popcorn is gross. It's only good when it cools off a little bit. No, that smell makes me want to throw up. Well, stop burning it. No, the smell, that that chemically butter smell. Mm, Yuck, 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 yuck. yuck. I love it when it's orange. You know, you can put popcorn in a a bag and it'll pop just the same as, uh uh-huh. You can, like, grab some popcorn, throw a couple of pats of butter in it. And season it however you want. Put it in the microwave. It totally works. You is lying. I'm not lying. And you don't get all that crappy stuff in it. And that plastic don't melt? No. I did, I, did I say plastic bag? Yeah. I, I meant to say paper bag. Oh, well, thank God. Because that would have <laughs> set my freaking house on fire, Amaryllis. <laughs> I would have been like, Philip, go get me a Ziploc. We're about to make some Jiffy Pop in the microwave. No, I meant to say, if I said plastic bag, I meant to say paper bag. She said tinfoil. Yeah, tinfoil. <laughs> You know, okay, do you know why? Do you know why I don't have a microwave? Because you caught it on fire. Basically. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I had heard on the radio that you could put a sponge, and this is true, you can put your sponge into a microwave for three minutes and it uh, sterilizes it. So yeah. if you've got like a gross sponge, you can just put it in there and clean it. Gross. And I did that, except I overcooked it and it had sort of like a Brillo pad on the back. Oh. So it didn't burn, but the. That's like, it still, wasn't like it was on fire or anything, but it was just, like, this horrible science nasty. smell. It was, so like, it smelled up the house for days and days, and it was, you couldn't clean the microwave. So, I just threw it away, and mm. then I just never went and got a new one. Well, I bet you really did not like that nostalgic smell of Blockbuster. No. 
Do you remember? So, so I did like the smell of Blockbuster because it always smelled brand new. It did. You know, like, you know, when you walk into a new house or a new building. Yeah. It always, I mean, I guess it's because of all the plastic. I think that covers. lamination, yeah. heat, plastic kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, Sandy. Now, at one point, a talk show host, do you remember his name, which one that was? I meant no. to go put him back in my notes, but I never did. Um, a late-night talk show host got wind that Blockbusters oh, were... Oh, John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah. Got wind that Blockbusters were dying, okay? Yeah. And so he thought, I'm going to save them. Yeah. I'm going to really save Blockbuster, because he loved Blockbuster. And come to find out, Russell Crowe was having a little auction, because he got a divorce and wanted to sell a bunch of his Just stuff. Just having a party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he auctioned off a bunch of movie memorabilia. Yeah. So John Oliver goes and purchases a bunch of his movie memorabilia and says, Hey, Blockbuster in Alaska, if you'll call me within 48 hours, I'll send you this stuff for free. You set it up in your store. People will come there to look at it. We're going to save you. We're going to save your business. Um, so they did. They said they had a hard time finding his number. But they they called him and he delivered. Like he sent all this memorabilia, the cases to set it up. Yeah. And it worked for a while. Yeah. They had Cinderella Man shorts. They had a leather jock strap. From Gladiator. From Cinderella oh, Man. Oh Cinderella Man, that's yeah. it. Yes. Um they had a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so, um, it worked for a little while, and people got really nostalgic, and they, they would come and see the stuff, but then leather jock straps lose their, their, Pretty quickly. their luster real quick. Real fast, yeah. And so, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, and so sadly, um, by the time they got to 2019, it was just Sandy. It was just Sandy. And old Ben. Yes. And Bend, Bend Oregon. In, uh, not Indiana, Bend, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. And you know what? Um Sandy, like you said, is a hustler, and she got it out that they were the last ones. She's impressive. And she started getting interviews. Mm -hmm. She started having uh, beer companies come out and throw festivals. It became this kind of like, um, what's the word? Well, it's just like this nostalgia kind of... uh, it's this nostalgia culture it's like a cult classic kind of thing yeah and some people follow movies that are crappy just because it's a a cult following well now it's a tourist attraction yeah it's a tourist attraction and so everybody wanted to go get their last Mm -hmm. sniff of the last blockbuster right yeah yeah and so it got huge like they started getting a lot of people traveling from other countries Mm mm-hmm Airplane rides, many miles to come yeah. visit the last blockbuster. And old Alaska really showed up, and they sent them that leather jock strap. I mean, that is so generous. And they said, thank you very much. We'll take this. Yes. And so towards the end of the documentary, you start seeing Sandy um, really trying to save the business. And i got to give it to old Bend, Idaho. They must be Oregon. like oh, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> They must be really... Idaho is where the Christmas lawyer is. Do not get me started on <laughs> Jeremy. I'm still mad at him and his cotton candy machine. Anyway, um, 
But these people in Bend, Oregon, must be really blowing out those VCRs and I making mean, sure that they'll play those tapes real, Where still. do they play? Th- I didn't even think about that. Where are they playing these things? I'm telling you, they have to be keeping these VCRs crystal clear. Well, clean. I mean, they do DVDs. They're doing DVDs. Okay, DVDs. Still, but even still, that. Yeah. Oh, what, a Blu-ray? Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. So, they're still renting. Yeah. And making sure. And, and I'm they're like, still selling their jujubes. And I'm And like, their popcorn. But but let me tell you who really knows how to run the game. Again, it's Sandy. Because when she starts to see, yeah, this is a tourist attraction, but they may not renew our contract coming up, homegirl starts knitting beanies. Yes, she does. <laughs> no, and not beanie babies. No. In fact, I thought that I had forgotten that she actually made actual beanies. In fact, I was like, is she talking about beanie babies? Beanie hats. Yeah. Hey, they're really cool hats, too. They're like, I guess you would need it in Bend, Oregon. They are cool. And she said if they don't come in to rent a video, they'll come in to buy this hat. One or the other. For sure. And she didn't care that she was in a blockbuster store. She Uh -uh. set them displays up at them beanies right on the counter. Oh, yeah. She don't care. That's a perfect place for it. Who cares? Who's coming to check on her? Well, I mean, if you're coming to get a movie, you're definitely staying. You you have to get out and you have to. Do you think Blockbuster is coming down there going, hey, Sandy, what's going on? They don't care. No. Oh. They do not care. No. And so, Sandy is waiting for the call. Yeah. She's like, y'all, this is probably it. Like, me and my husband, we've decided if they don't renew us, we're just, we're going to, we're going to hit the road in an RV. We're going to live out our retirement. Well, they had told her the last time that they extended the contract, the franchise contract, that that was the last time. Yeah. That they were going to do it again. Yeah, this is going to be it. And so, there's this buildup. And Mm -hmm. she gets the call. Miraculous. And she says, excuse me. And she goes around over to where there's like a couple of copies of Clueless. And (laughs) she takes her phone call and she's like, well, it's a miracle. They've decided to extend our contract again. Yeah, it's crazy. And she said, well, I've never gotten better news because I love managing this blockbuster. And she's so good at it. She's amazing. She's so good at it. Nobody else could do it. No. And... Let me tell you. She's devoted to this store. Let me tell you, as this movie's going on, I'm thinking to myself, it's 2019 and I know what's coming. Pandemic. And if pandemic can take down some of our favorite stores, surely it's going to take down the last blockbuster. Did you look it up? Ma'am, they were open today. Were they really? They survived the pandemic. They did outdoor deliveries. Oh my gosh. Yes. They made it through Corona, and I looked today, and their number is still active. They work seven days a week. Wow. From 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Oh, my gosh. Every night. Sandy, shout out to you, girlfriend, if you are still at that Blockbuster right now, closing it down. I'm sure she is. And they're alive and well. That That last Blockbuster is still standing, and you can go get your own copy of the leprechaun featuring <laughs> Jennifer Aniston on VHS right now there in Bend, Oregon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she's still going strong. Good for her. Get it, Sandy? Good for her. And I hope she's she's extended that beanie and is making some gloves or Why something. Why doesn't Sandy buy some mittens? this last French franchise? I'm going to say that they don't pay Sandy a whole lot of money at, you don't think? at Blockbuster. Amaryllis, there's well, only one. 
Well, I know, but she's and stayed I'm, there for a reason. I, I mean, know, but I'm going to say that their profit is not head over fist. No. As good as the Bend, I, is it Idaho? No, Oregon. Oregon. The Oregon Trail. Did you love that little video game when you were in kid? I never played it. Well, you obviously did not finish your work early enough. <laughs> I did. I never played the Oregon Trail. And I got to play I Oregon Trail. Pitfall and Pac-Man. And I got to play uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Have you ever heard Rockapella Live? I don't know what that is. Rockapella is who sings, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Oh, I just played the game. Oh, but you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Rockapella is who does that song. Oh. And I have seen them twice in concert. They okay. are magnificent. Oh, yay. Yes. Anyway, side, tr- side note. I don't have any idea who that is. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, Sandy's doing great. She's alive and well. She's running that blockbuster. And if you want to go to the last blockbuster, if you want to walk on that blue carpet, mm-hmm. if you want to have the smell of microwave popcorn mm-hmm. drifting through the air, eat a couple of Reese PCs. And get yourself. Did you say Reese Pieces? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. E.T.? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Reese's? Reese's? <laughs> Pieces. <laughs> Reese's? Reese's Pieces. Recess is what you do when you have been good in class and you get to go play with your friends. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Do not. Do not do it. Do not do it. Do not do it. Reese's Pieces. They're open. (laughs) Go get your Reese's. That is impressive. I mean, Sandy... Sandy, I applaud you. Businesswoman of the year. I mean, she is an impressive lady. Sandy, if you will be on this podcast, we oh would my gosh. love to interview you. Your heyday is not over. Please, let's do that. We should reach out to her. I mean, we're not 2020. And I mean. this is not Barbara Walters, but <laughs> we are here and we would we love to respect talk to you. you and we think you are awesome and we will tell you about all of our favorite blockbuster memories i have so many she probably has heard every single blockbuster memory of everybody ever one time my daddy let me go into blockbuster and he gave me his card because i said i want to watch a movie and i wanted to be big and i wanted to watch a scary movie and not be scared and so i rented this movie called color me bloody red oh my god and it was this, about this ballerina. You cannot be trusted at Blockbuster. I know. It was about this ballerina. And she, I still remember it. And I was little. She started dating this artist. And he wanted to paint a picture. But he could not find the right color red oh. for his artwork. Until she accidentally pricked her finger. And he saw the beautiful crimson in her blood. And started milking her blood out of her body at night. Sedating her. To get this blood to use for his paintings. Well, that's a clever premise. Horrible. Horrible. Color me bloody red. Don't ever watch it. I won't. Also, don't go to, to Brooke Dunlap's um, spend the night party. She'll make you watch Hellraiser and you'll never forget <laughs> it. You cannot be trusted. You can't. <laughs> and then she'll say, let's go into the bathroom and play Bloody Mary. And then you'll call your mom. Because you're so scared, and everybody will laugh at you. (laughs) It's fine, Brooke. I forgive you. Trauma. 
trauma. <laughs> and you'll say your stomach hurts, but it doesn't really hurt. You're just scared. <laughs> and you don't want Bloody Mary to come get you. Just so y'all know, anytime Misty wants to get out of anything, her stomach hurts. My stomach hurts right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. We're Listen, my stomach hurts. And I can't work my shift to the blockbuster. Sandy, can you fill in for me? <laughs> she, she will. She will. <laughs> she will, or her 8,000 kids that have ever worked there. Her little tail was climbing on top of all kinds of stuff. You she, see that, that reunion that they had? She was like, this is my son. He worked there. And this is his wife, and she worked there. And this is her cousin, and he worked there. And mm-hmm. this is her cousin's best friend's brother, and he worked there. And this is my ladder they gave me 18 years ago yeah. because I was too short to reach the top of the yes. cabinets. And you have got to dust those things. Yes. They're clear. Totally. Hey. She's something else. I love her. She is something else. I'll reach out to her. I wonder if I could tweet her or something. Oh, well, they were doing tweets of the last Blockbuster tweets. Well, yeah, but that wasn't their account. I don't know. I'm going to see if I can't find her. I bet you. Just call the number. She's there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's on. She's working. She's probably in the back. Restock Sandy, is that you? They're like, she'll call you back. She's gone to Target. She had to go pick up a couple copies of Fern Gully. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love you, So Sandy. they have current movies. Well, they, they have current movies. It's not. It's not like it's a museum. I just also eighties movies. And those are just the only ones I can recall seeing at Blockbuster. <laughs> so those are the ones I think of. It, I mean, they're as current as you can get from Target and Walmart. Okay. All right. So, and they're on DVDs. Hey. We love y'all. Thanks for listening to us. To this nonsense. This nonsense. We don't even know what we're going to do next. We have no idea. We have no clue. Or when. Send us some suggestions. Our listener, Kristen, messaged me today. Mm -hmm. And there is a docuseries. I think it's three episodes. It's called The Invisible Pilot. She said it's got twists and turns like abducted in plain sight kind of twists and turns. Kristen. Or like kind of crazy things, like you just kind of jaw-dropping moments. What? So we have to watch it. The Invisible Pilot. I am scared to fly, so this is going to be great. I don't like to fly either. Is it about a pilot? Yeah. He's the in, Invisible Pilot. He's invisible? I don't know what it's about. I mean, I, I just, I know it's it's some sort of true crime situation. I'm always scared they've put it on autopilot and gone to the bathroom. I don't, you're, they are always on autopilot. Uh-uh-uh. Yes, I have a friend who is a who is a commercial airline pilot. No, and I've asked him before. Please help me understand what happens because I don't like to fly. Uh huh. And he told me, we just get up there and we f- we take off. The pilots do that. So scary. And then we put it on autopilot and what? we enjoy the ride if there is turbulence. Uh huh. And then we turn autopilot off when it's time to land. No, ma'am. So, and he said, like, he's, he just, he basically was just so comfortable up in the air that I, I try to think about what would Dan think when, when I'm in the air and, and if I, you know, I, he, I always think of him telling me, we just enjoy, we go, we, whenever there's turbulence. So. I've flown twice. I've cried both times. Oh. Audibly. Oh, wow. You next, need a Xanax before next you fly. Next to strength. I took one. You need a Valium of, or Xanax. Like. I need someone to refill me. 
Yeah, you absolutely And do. put me straight out. Valium. Wheel, something really strong. Wheel me I don't, wheel I'm me not out. that bad. I just don't like it. I don't enjoy flying. I, I, I don't. It's, I, I enjoy the travel part, and, and I, I don't mind the airport. I just I don't like the actual flying. It's Yeah. I'm not a fan. You know, when I went to Africa, it was like 14 hours in the air. Mm-mm. It was a long time. I wouldn't have yeah. made it. You know what we need to do? What? We need to say hello to our new Patreon members. We've got a couple new Patreon members. So we've got Kate. Hello, Kate. What's up, Kate? we got Ingrid. Ingrid, what a I like name. that name. We've got Heidi. Heidi. My favorite childhood book. We've got Lacey. Lacey. Listen, I've known Lacey since she was seventh grade, maybe. Really? Yes. I mean, she is a she is a fun chick. Oh, okay. And we've got Allie and Lexi. Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much. Welcome. You are going to be in for quite a treat when you hear my train wreck of a podcast. <laughs> Hey, are you ever going to send out any um, any Jamberry nails to these people? I talk about that in my episode. Oh, you do? <laughs> I do. <laughs> our, our pictures of our cats. It's coming. It's coming. I talked about it in our episode. Okay. And I actually texted you today, Amaryllis. Oh, you did? And I said, I have addressed these envelopes. Oh. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> but let me tell you, when you get it, it's going to be glorious. It's going to be magnificent. Here's the problem. I'm trying to write a welcome letter. And the words aren't just, just aren't coming? They're spilling out. Oh, they are. Yeah. My penmanship's poor. <laughs> so, I really need to type it up. I was going to say, why don't you just print it and then sign it? That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's Autism Acceptance Month, and I'm a mother of autism, and so I have a lot of things going on. And what so about the other months? <laughs> <laughs> Those are busy, too. real bad about yourself when you listen to my solo <laughs> podcast and I'm crying you're gonna feel so bad I am. I'm just teasing you you're gonna wish you're gonna say can I help you with those and I'm gonna say no because you do everything else for this podcast this is my only job and I've done it poorly no it will ju- it's just been done slowly it's not poorly it's actually I'm sure it'll be great it's actually on purpose it's building suspense and something else so, so Patreon people, thank you for your patronage. It's not gone unnoticed, and you are getting your welcome mail at some point. And your patience. Listen, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>